0: So, on this day after Christmas, or at least sometime after Christmas, if you are watching this, right, we've gotten through all of that hustle and bustle, maybe we are still feeling the exhaustion of it, maybe we've still got all those emotions running. christmas time that whole season right from thanksgiving to christmas can be such an emotional mixed bag of things whether we are on top of the mountain feeling the christmas spirit of joy or we are in the throes of grief or maybe we just kind of feel eh, meh this season it's been kind of weird to talk with others where I thought maybe I was only alone, that this season feels very different. Christmas felt very different this year, even the time leading up to it. Because it, it's this sense that we are going through a particular time, and even though we maybe have gotten to do some of the things we want, it still just it doesn't quite feel the same as previous years. And I was talking with someone, and they described it. They said, you know... I, I've i got a roof over my head, I've got people who love me, I have food, but I still feel meh. And to think about that, right, that meh feeling, because I, I do think it's a real sense, it's kind of pervaded this year. You know, usually between Thanksgiving and Christmas, right, we see people, there's a little more pep in the step, maybe there's a little more of showing kindness or uh, saying thank you or holding the door, right? there. There's a bigger sense of giving. Now, granted, after Christmas, we seem to fall back into some old ways. But even this year of hearing people go, you know, people just aren't saying thank you as much. We seem to be really struggling kind of in our everyday lives. Although if we start to like get down to the, the nitty gritty of things, we can find particular blessings and things. But still, it's this overarching feeling and the writer and he's a great organizational psychologist, Adam Grant, he actually wrote about this earlier in the year of saying this feeling is actually a feeling of languishing, which is a sense of joyless, of being aimless. And it also takes on when we feel like we are stagnant. I, I love this is so interesting a feeling of emptiness stagnation and being uninspired he actually gave a TED talk not only did he write about it but he also gave a TED talk how to stop languishing and start finding the flow and so to even think about that of going man is that been my reaction what has been our reaction to this season And my guess is we've been all over the place with it. That maybe we have found those small moments. Maybe we've struggled to do that. Maybe we have felt that languishing or aimless stagnation. Maybe we haven't been inspired. And so to think about those reactions, and yet there's this whole thing that We are celebrating of Jesus coming into the world that is supposed to be this light, this love, this hope, peace, joy, all of it, right? All of it embodied in this child that we have just celebrated on Christmas that is supposed to propel us forward and give us new direction, is supposed to give us a little bit of pep in the step and how do we get through and how do we maneuver? And so it really brings into question... Right, That we are having the particular reactions that we do, and yet the Christ child, the love incarnate God with us, is present and is supposed to kind of change our lives. So how do we begin to even think about that? Back in the fall, I actually did a series on what does Jesus change. And so I decided, you know what, why not give this Sunday... Why not give this day this little bit of time we've got together? Why not give it to something else that Jesus changes? But really, like, how does that begin to work? How does that begin to work even though we've just celebrated, supposedly, but maybe we just didn't feel that whole celebration? Or maybe it wasn't what we wanted? Or maybe it was, but now we're coming on down from it. How do we begin to think of Jesus changing our reactions No matter the day no matter the particular time the season that we are living in that gives us a sense of okay how do i begin to move forward i know maybe i feel that yeah that languishing that stagnation how do i begin to look a little different at life how do i begin to feel a little bit different in the ways that i am engaging the world around me in the ways that i react so for today we're going to look at the story it's the only story that we have of Jesus as a child. And it's found in the Gospel of Luke, and it's set when he is 12 years old. And what's interesting is that no other gospel hits on anything of of the childhood, right? It all starts with the ministry. And so to be able to get like this little window that Luke gives us really gives us more of a sense of even how Jesus is growing, how Jesus is living into this human life, how Jesus is fully human. Because just a reminder, Jesus is fully human, fully divine. And this is like a really fully human kind of moment in how he reacts and how his parents react, how all the reactions all around him are very much kind of our everyday. So as we begin... Let us feel that challenge of reaction. So starting in Luke, the second chapter, verses 41 through 43. Each year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to their custom. After the festival was over, they were returning home. But the boy, Jesus, stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't know it. You know, I, I imagine like this whole moment, right? This whole moment where Mary and Joseph, they're like, okay, I think he's old enough to go with us. I think he's old enough to go find and be in this celebration, this great time with one another. Because the Passover festival, big, massive festival, yes, it can be practiced in anyone's home, but this is a sense of being able to come to Jerusalem, come together with people from all over the region to celebrate the Exodus story, the coming out of Egypt, the the people being able to leave Pharaoh behind and go into the Promised Land. And so this festival, significant meaning, has a significant bringing together of people, a little bit in a way that Christmas can, of bringing people together in, in different ways to celebrate. And here Mary and Joseph make the decision we're ready to take Jesus. He's 12 years old. He's old enough. It's that sense of getting to go, wait a minute, I think they're old enough to appreciate, to old enough to maybe understand it a little bit, to have a different kind of experience. And so they take him. They celebrate, right? They're there for like a week. And they start to return home. And they're going back. And they don't realize that Jesus isn't with them. They think, you know, he's with the crowd, he's with some family. And we can feel, right, the stories start to build. In fact, maybe we even start to have our own reactions, right, of going, oh, this is not gonna be good. Uh, Like, or feeling that anxiety or fear well up. And maybe we've been even in the position where we lost sight of a kid for a bit, or uh, we are a kid and lost sight of the adult for, for some time. I remember as a child, there was I I was in a store and I thought it would be fun to hide in the middle of the clothes rack. And so I do, and then I peek out to see where my mother is, and my mother is not there. And I can feel the fear and the oh no, and you know the tears start to burn. And then I find her, and there is relief. But we can begin to imagine the reactions. And how often have we done that, right? Where we begin to get that sense of, oh, no, what's about to happen? What could happen? What did happen? I don't know, right? We can begin to feel those reactions well up within us. Continuing on in Luke to 44 through 46. Supposing that he was among their band of travelers, they journeyed on for a full day while looking for him among their family and friends. When they didn't find Jesus, they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple. He was sitting among the teachers, listening to them and putting questions to them. Now think about that for a moment. Three days. Not only did they go a full day's journey away from Jerusalem. But then even once they get back, and maybe getting back, they they went a little quicker than a full day's journey. Maybe it didn't quite take that long, but we're talking about a four to five day time period where they don't know where he is and they are searching Jerusalem, which in today's terms of how big that is, in our world that's not as big as one of our major cities of the world, but it's still large to them. And they can't find him. And I think about that of going over, right? Going over, when I find him, right, it could either be um, it's devastating and we're, we're thinking about the worst thing possible, which is just awful, and that puts us in one way. And then there's the when I find him and get a hold of him, he is going to hear Right, We start to plan out what our reaction will be and to think about how often we do that in situations. Maybe it's before we can get a chance to talk with somebody. Maybe we feel like an event is about to happen and so or something does happen and we have to respond. And so we go over and over in our minds what we are going to say, whether that ends up what we say or not. Right? We have reactions to all kinds of situations. Everything we do in life really is a reaction to something, whether it's internally, whether it's outside of ourselves, that we are constantly trying to determine our reactions to things. And as I've said many times before, right, the only thing we can control is our own reactions. We cannot control somebody else's. But we can feel Mary and Joseph in this moment. Three days, and they finally find them. And they find him in the temple. After three days, they found him in the temple. He was sitting among the teachers, listening to them and putting questions to them. They find him and he is in the temple, which is associated as a concrete example. It's known as a concrete, like, here is where God is, that we know God's presence is with us when we see the temple. And so here, they find Jesus in the temple, in God's presence, and he is talking with teachers, and he is questioning and digging a little deeper, like he's doing something really constructive. And so to even be able to, to go, wait a minute, what in the world? is going on here. Jesus is engaging in something good, right? Something we would say, yeah, that's great. Granted, he's worried his parents a bit, but something that is good and wonderful, something that can like give like a a moment of pause to go like, look at what my kid's doing. Isn't that cool? But to think through here, of what our reactions would be when we finally find when we finally get to that moment that we have been planning for been preparing for over and over in our minds what are we going to say and then it's almost like it's a little bit different right what we then expected right they probably when they found them they were like really this is where you are like what, this was unexpected, right? Three days they've been looking in Jerusalem, and only now had they ended up at the temple. And here he is, his own reaction to the teachers. The teachers are sitting there with him, and they are asking each other questions. They are listening to one another, they are engaging in conversation. Continuing on in verses 47 through 48. Everyone who heard him was amazed by his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were shocked. His mother said, child, why have you treated us like this? Listen, your father and I have been worried. We've been looking for you. All right. So we've got the situation. Jesus is there. He's digging in. He's having this great conversation. They are probably discussing all kinds of things, whether that's law, God, maybe even the big meanings of life here. They're engaging in it, and Mary and Joseph show up, and they're like, oh my goodness, where have you been? Notice this, totally legit reaction, right? A parent's concern for their child, totally legitimate, as well as the scholars, right, the... The teachers, everyone who heard him were amazed by his understanding and his answers. So we have the same situation, but we have different perspectives, different angles. The teachers have a different angle than the parents do on this particular moment. They're both reacting. One is amazed and one is like, come here, kid. Right? Same situation, two different reactions and both. right. And to begin to think about that, of there are times where absolutely our reactions can be wrong, unhelpful, judgmental, absolutely. And then there are times, right, where our reaction is right, even if it's different than someone else's. Same situation. Or maybe our reaction is Eh. And that we have all of these different types of reactions. And even when one is not wrong, when both are right, how do we begin to think through and process how and why we react in particular ways? Like, how is this, like, like good? Like, how is this something that is helpful instead of harmful? Because usually it's. That can become a little bit clearer, right? You know, had his parents gone in and shamed him, had they mistreated Jesus, we'd be like, yeah, okay, that's that's totally wrong here. But that's not what they do. Their reaction and the teacher's reactions are both right in that moment. And so when we find ourselves, how often do we see that? to a situation where we've got a reaction, somebody else is reacting differently, but we want to be like, well, no, I'm right and they're wrong. How often do we step back and go, wait a minute, okay, both of us are right. So how do we begin to discern what it means to react in such a way that it speaks of the way Jesus reacts. It, it speaks of how Jesus is kind of guiding us, how this story is actually moving us. Because the story has made us pause, right, on understanding that we all have different reactions. And the story has made us pause in how we have reactions that maybe aren't actually wrong, that they're both right. But how do we begin to think forward, further? So verses 49 through 50, Jesus replied, Jesus replied, why were you looking for me? Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he said to them. Jesus has a reaction to the moment, right? His mother asked him a question. He is going to answer. And his answer is a little bit on the naive side of, Why were you looking for me? Child, you have been gone for five days. We have not found you. What if you were laying in the ditch, right? It, we could come up with all kinds of reasons. And so in this moment, we see Jesus even trying to react in such a way of responding, but, but he doesn't know how to convey to them something different yet. Like he, he's trying to get them to think And he's trying to help them not to necessarily worry because this is, of course, where he is. He is in the temple. He is in God's presence. Of course, that's where he is. How dare they not know that? But he doesn't say it like that. His reaction is confusing. But it's not necessarily one that, that doesn't have meaning. And so even that, right, they don't understand, but he still tries to respond. In this moment, we actually see, right, where they all probably don't understand what's going on. The teachers who've been listening and engaging with Jesus are probably like, wait a minute, your parents didn't know you were here? Mary and Joseph are like, I'm not quite sure why you responded that way to this. Jesus is like, I'm not sure why you're upset with me. And to think about that, how many times do we have reactions to something where it is because of a misunderstanding or because we have a different perspective on the situation or because we don't pause long enough to go, wait a minute, I need to hear more of this. I need to ask a few more questions. I need to dig into how often... Do we have reactions that maybe would be different if we gained a little bit more knowledge, a little bit more information, a little bit more about the circumstances surrounding, a little bit more about process and the ways of thinking and and why certain things are kind of happening now in certain ways? What if we stopped and asked more questions? Because Jesus was asking more questions. So even this 12-year-old is getting, wait a minute, we got to get down to this. we, we got to ask more questions. we got to get to a deeper understanding because we're all having different reactions for a reason. Finishing up in verses 51 through 52. Jesus went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. His mother cherished every word in her heart. Jesus matured in wisdom and in years and in favor with God and with the people. We also have to understand right here, Jesus, Jesus doesn't keep fighting with them or doesn't start fighting with them. Like, how dare you or anything like that, right? Instead, Jesus went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. So Jesus going, okay, maybe this wasn't, you know, based upon everybody's reaction to the situation. Maybe I didn't take the best course. Maybe I should have said, hey, I'm going to stay back in Jerusalem. We should have had a conversation about this. Because now he is going to go down with them and was obedient to them. He's not going to disappear on them like that again. And so we even see how Jesus is changing. Of how his reaction to the world around him. Yes, there's probably still that curiosity. There's still that want for knowledge. There's wanting to ask questions and wanting to engage in deep conversations. But now, he may go about it a little bit differently so as not to worry his parents. But then it says, his mother cherished every word in her heart. So even Mary's reaction. Right At first she's, she's worried, she's concerned, she, why, why have you done this, what, what's going on here? And then she is cherishing every word in her heart. So even the things that she doesn't understand, the reactions of, of what he said and, and why he was there and her own reaction, right she begins to cherish and hang on to this moment and to begin to think through and analyze to help her fully understand her child to help her to more fully understand of who he is in this world, of allowing him space. So the reactions begin to change them. But maybe it begins to change them because of where their reactions started. The reaction started in the temple, which, as I said earlier, was for the ancient people. It, it, It was a real presence of God. And as we know, God is with us. God's presence of love, of joy, of peace is ever present, whether we realize it or not, whether we kind of, you know, be like, oh, it's there or it's here or this is how it's working and this is how it's guiding me at this moment. God's presence is always there. And when we begin to think about our reactions, those that are helpful, unhelpful, those that concern us, those that, you know what, I need to change that going forward. Maybe in how we begin to think through that, of how we begin to to process and move forward is by going, okay, how is this reaction related to God's presence, God's presence of love, God's presence of joy, God's presence of peace. Because there are going to be times where we don't understand what's going on. There are going to be times where we are fearful and going, what in the world is happening? There are going to be times where we're enjoying the conversation, engaging with one another, the back and forth. And so to realize that God's presence is always with us maybe begins to impact how we react how we take a moment to collect our thoughts, how we begin to ask different questions, maybe deeper questions. And so to think about that, of how our reactions can change depending upon whether or not we realize God's presence is with us, which was the whole thing about Christmas, to remind us, even if we are in the midst of struggles, in the midst of grief, in the midst of not knowing what's going to happen next, or on top of the mountain that God's presence is with us, and God is constantly trying and pushing and bringing this sense of love, of peace, of joy into our lives. That was what the celebration was about yesterday. And so when we begin to realize that, When we begin to be like, no, I actually want to live that, not just think it, but live it. How do our reactions to ourselves, to others, to situations and events, how do they begin to change and transform and move and go in different directions? Because it says here, right, Jesus matured in wisdom and years and in favor with God and with people. Jesus matured in wisdom and years. He even began to realize the impact of his reactions to things, of how he can be an impact of, with engaging with people, right? If God's presence is with him, as it is, if he is Emmanuel, God with us, of how he begins to act a little bit differently, mature in wisdom and in years. And so then and in, he found favor with God and others, that it wasn't just what he did. It wasn't just what he said, but it, but it became even bigger than him, right? Because he would say and do things that would impact others. He realized his reactions had a ripple effect, just as all of us, all of us do. And so how will we challenge our reactions this day? How will we challenge the way that we go about engaging with one another? How will we go about even engaging in, yes, the ones that are unhelpful and that we know we need to change, but also the ones where we feel, yeah? How will we begin to question and engage? How will we allow this story of Jesus begin to change us in how we react to ourselves, to one another, to situations and events, the whole world around us. How will we begin to take stock and change? Amen.